Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. From the Stairs, your one-stop shop podcast for insider access and in-depth interviews with your favorite Billiken coaches and players. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Billiken Podcast for the latest news on future episodes. Now, here is your host, Billiken Athletic Director, Chris May. Welcome, Billiken fans, back to uh, our podcast, From the Stands, where we uh, talk Billiken athletics all the time. We've got a special guest today. We've got Maya Taylor from the uh, volleyball team. Maya, how are you today? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you? Doing awesome. Uh, Maya is a senior, soon to be a super senior in uh, leadership and HR management. Uh, Mm -hmm. She came to us uh, just a little while ago from Idaho Falls, Idaho. It seems like yesterday, Maya, doesn't it? Yeah, it it honestly does. I'm always shocked. Um, I've definitely been like filling out forms and stuff for like renewals and it also put down age 18. <laughs> Just stick with it. Just stay right. with it. <laughs> well, uh, Maya, tell us, um, it's been a such a unique year. You guys finished up, uh, played a lot of matches compared to the others in the league. Uh, tell, tell everybody what it was like to go through uh, – this this COVID uh, season and school year, starting from back August as we came back and really trained through the fall and got to compete in the spring. Uh, tell everybody how that went, what was different, and uh, what was it like to go through? So um, usually, I don't know if most people know this, but usually we come back um, to report in July and we get a whole summer session to kind of um, get the freshmen together and kind of re-bond everyone and just make sure that everybody's on the same page before we start season. Um, so this is the first year that we weren't able to do that. So even just coming back in August was very different for us. Um, I think, honestly, the whole name of this entire year was like building through adversity, I would say. Um, there was a time in the fall when we weren't sure if we were going to have a season in the fall and then we weren't sure if we were going to have a season in this like the spring um but regardless in those training blocks that we were given we still had like an opportunity to grow and um become a really good team and just bond together so i think this year above all else was a mental challenge every single day um i mean you could wake up and be like i don't know what's coming next uh i don't I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel a lot of times. So that's hard to be motivated when you don't have something that you know that you're constantly working for. But the big thing that I think our team did great with in August and continuously all the way through here in April April is just like playing for each other, um, really playing for the love of the sport and reconnecting with that, which I think some people can lose, especially as we get older. It's, you know, more competitive, maybe more demanding on the body, so-and-so. Um, but I think we really reconnected with the love we have for volleyball um, and the love we have for each other. And in the spring, that showed in the way that we, I mean, we did what we were supposed to do as far as COVID protocols and making sure that we were, I mean, we were the only team in A-10 to get all their matches completed and um, 
wore masks the whole time, which was <laughs> sometimes interesting, but we were willing to do that for each other. So I think um, being able to just build through that adversity and recognize that, we, yeah, we can play volleyball through a pandemic and we can be really good at it too. It was super, super fun. Uh, tell us, playing with a mask on. Well. <laughs> it could not have been easy, but I was so impressed mm -hmm. on how you all kind of embraced it and it became not a big deal. It, yeah. Initially, it was this big, giant deal, and then it was like over. It was not a big deal again. How, mm -hmm. how did you go through that, and how did you do that? I mean, again, I think it was kind of one of those mental things a little bit. It's just being able to say, this is what we have to do, so we're going to do it, and we're going to do it well. Um, I, I will commend, I know Kent was really adamant about um, making sure that we were training really hard in masks, so when we got to play time, we weren't completely, like, gassed from just doing stuff. Um, I will say, I, I don't know if you know this, I have asthma. <laughs> so that was a whole other ordeal for me. Um, but honestly, I mean, we trained hard. We, we got in and did the work and knew that we were going to have to perform in them. So it was just like, I mean, do you want to be better than the next person that you have to compete against when you have to wear a mask or do you want to have it hinder you? And we just took it on like everything else, honestly. I think you. I think what you talked about is uh, team teams that learn how to play for and with each other. They're the ones who have success, right? And you know, you hear we talk about values all the time at SLU, and and to really have trust, to be committed to excellence, to to care for each other, right? And I think uh, I think your team, from my perspective, really showed that this year. How to use those values? How to how to show gratitude? Appreciate that every day. Is, there's nothing guaranteed, right? So how did you embrace those values in helping the young? Because there, there are some unbelievably, in my opinion, talented freshmen on your team. Mm -hmm. How did you as an upperclassman and a leader show them the values that it takes to be a great teammate? So I think, yeah, definitely what you said as far as like trust and committing to excellence. Like when they came in, we told them, we're like, whatever we get thrown, which we don't even, we can't tell you what that's going to be. Like we're going to compete and we're going to go hard and we're going to be the team that everyone's shocked at, whether it's doing all the things we're supposed to do COVID wise or on the court. Like we just need to go all out for each other and really um, just invest in one another. So I think they are such a competitive group. I think that's, that's a big reason why they're so great is because they like to compete all the time, um, which is really fun for us too. Um, but th that level of energy and youth and competition all in one. And then just the fact that they did trust us as upperclassmen, um, which again, it was hard to form those bonds because it's not, uh, you can't, can't, you hang know, out, can't do the normal stuff. So you can't hang out, you can't do the normal thing. So it was really building those bonds in the gym when we had the time. And like you said, taking the opportunities and being grateful for what you had. Um, we just took advantage of all of them as much as possible. And I was happy to hear from them at the end of the year that they had felt always included and part of such, such a big thing, something bigger than themselves, which I'm, yeah, I'm really happy to be hearing that from them. Cause I, I don't know how we did it. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's just cool. I mean, from beating beat Dayton at our place, um, I was as proud as any is in the final match, which you know, we, we got beat the day before, so we know we're not playing the next week, but the, uh, the passion and the focus and the competitiveness that you all play there. Um, I, I 
it, I have a tendency to believe officials get one wrong and that one sideball they got wrong at Dayton, I thought screwed us over in the fifth set, but that was just me <laughs> 800 miles away. But um, I was really impressed by the competitiveness and how you guys just kept coming at it. And uh, for that, I really am thankful for what you've done and everybody else done. So uh, you've been a multiple first team player. You were the rookie of the year, all that stuff in the 810. One of the greatest, um, messages to a program in my opinion or when you've had success like you have and you decide to come back for next year how did you come to that decision and why um i'll be honest this was this year especially the group of girls that we had kind of relit something in me i will say um i, I mean i've always had a love for volleyball that's never never died never been um never been out but something about this year and just going through what we went through and being able to come out even like after a loss or whatever, just feeling love and energy and purpose. Um, I was like, I can't leave this yet. <laughs> just not yet. Um, I do. I will say like, I do have aspirations to play professionally and I know um, that's something I've been working towards for a while. Um, but I think, I mean, when you get an opportunity to play with people that make you love your life, I think that's a really unique thing. So, um, yeah, I couldn't pass up on that. It's, it's one of those things that happens in sport, especially sport at the highest level. When everybody's committed the same way, that's when you get that type of bond. And again, I was so proud and fired up when I heard you were coming back because that's like the ultimate compliment to a program going when you got one of your best all time players says, yeah, I want to come back because I, there's more to do and there's more to, to serve. So I thought that was super cool. Um, so today uh, we talked a little bit before we got on the air here uh, is a lifting day. Why is a lifting day so great for Maya Taylor? A lifting day is great because it's another day to get better. It's another day to get stronger. Um, get to see all my teammates who I love. And um, again, just kind of, kind of find yourself in a state where you're enjoying what your body can do, which I think is super cool. It's kind of that um, appreciation for what you're able to do and being grateful for that every day that we go into the weight room whether I'm completely exhausted or <laughs> absolutely fresh, I'm always excited. It's always a good day for me. So, so Maya, I'm thinking back to you as a freshman, and I have this one time I, I remember specifically. Um, and as when you're the athletic director, you watch all these freshmen come in and you kind of listen to their stories and you kind of, and I knew you were the you were a volleyball kid, but you, you sat by me at a soccer game. You don't even remember this. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> another freshman you guys are sitting up up high in the soccer game and you guys were just in your freshman world you guys were and, and you know you know what that is so my, my point and i remember it like it was yesterday and um but how do you help how have you helped this group of freshmen because man they are talented they were afraid of nothing I mean, what I loved about them, I mean, they showed up and man, you can tell they were freshmen or whatever because they didn't care. They were just getting after it. But from what you've learned from back to when I remember you as a freshman to what you've learned now, you've grown into this pretty amazing leader. How have you helped this group of freshmen figure it out quicker? Because they clearly figured it out pretty fast. How did you do that? And what have you learned to help them do that? Um, I think one of the things 
I would say I knew I knew this was good like this is hard coming into any competitive team atmosphere when you're a younger person as well. Um, but being able to find your voice and find your role really changes if you can have a good environment in your team or not. So if people don't know what their role is, don't know what their purpose is, it's hard to be committed to the team. Um, and I think that can take time to build up, but I think you can also show people the path that they're able to go down, if that makes sense. Um, I would say for these freshmen, when they were coming in, um, I mean, I could, you can visibly see their talent, but from the second they get on the court, there, there's no question about that. So being able to see that, I was like, okay, well, I know you guys are going to play. I know that we're going to need you at some point in time to come out and perform. And the next step to that is for them to be comfortable. So the best that I could, I conveyed to them that as much as me as a captain, as a senior captain, someone that's been around for a long time and built up, you know, the respect of others and so-and-so, um, as important as my voice is, so is theirs. And I think that's something that not a lot of, I'll say not a lot of seniors convey that to freshmen. Um, but we didn't want to have a hierarchy on our team. We didn't want them or anyone to feel any lesser because volleyball especially is one of the biggest team sports. Like you can't, you can't do everything by yourself. Um, so I just Hard really want to play all six positions, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Just a little, <laughs> but I really wanted them to feel comfortable, like voicing their opinions, voicing their thoughts, um, reaching out to us if they had any questions or comments or concerns or whatever, whatever it may be. And just being okay with being new, but also being a force of nature, you know, on the court, like, and, and those things are coming. And, um, I see a lot of good future leadership in them too, which makes me excited. So, so yeah. Maya, what's, uh, you've talked a little bit, what's next steps for you once you graduate, once you compete for an A-10 championship next year mm -hmm. and we're, we're through playing with mass, hopefully knock on wood and we're getting back at it and we're going to have a great team next year. What's the next steps for Maya after that? Yeah. Um, after we get that A-10 ring, let me think. <laughs> um, I'll be looking forward to um, playing overseas, whether that's in Europe or South America or Asia. I couldn't tell you. you your, guess, your guess is as good as mine right now. Um, but yeah, I, I will for sure be continuing the volleyball path. Um, I am hoping potentially to be placed in France at some point, um, whether that's straight out of the gate or later on in life. Um, I think my volleyball days are pretty far from, far from finished, which is exciting because, um, I mean, as if the A-10 championships wasn't motivation enough, because it definitely is, <laughs> um, being able to compete with some, some of the best girls out there in the world in different countries is another motivator that I have kind of in the back of my head all the time. So cool. So you, you've got a lot of more volleyball to play. What, uh, what other, is there anything else that you want to share with Billiken faithful there? What, what else do they need to know about Maya before, uh, before we call it a, a day and until we get to see you play in the fall, what else do they need to know? <sighs> what do they need to know? Let's see. Um, 
this is grind season, so get ready for a show, I guess. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, Maya, congratulations. You uh, you did great this year, uh, helping lead a young group. You guys competed your tails off, and I couldn't be more proud. And uh, what's super cool is the culture that was set in the last 12 months about what's going to happen in the future. Uh, you could see a significant change, and that's a, a compliment to you and the other upperclassmen that really helped do that. that. That's super cool. And so I thank you. I congratulate you. We're super proud, and uh, great job. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to From the Stands with Billiken Athletic Director Chris May. Subscribe to our podcast at the iTunes Store and have the latest episodes sent straight to your phone. Go Billikens! Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC.